Leslie's is bringing back Pro Days. Leslie's Pro customers can take advantage of chemical early buys, liquid subscription services in selected markets, and the newly launched Relager Rewards program. Ask your local store or salesperson to learn more. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of this podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to this week's edition of the Pool Guy Show. This will be the third installment of a series that I've done before on common mistakes you can make with your pool. I've done two previous episodes on this. You can check those out on my podcast list. So today I'm going to cover some more common mistakes you can make while servicing a pool as a professional or as a homeowner. And if you're in the pool industry and you're looking for the best app available to automate your billing, organize your pool route, notify your customers, and track your repairs, go to useaquasuite.com. Aquasuite has been built by the pool industry professionals for the pool industry professionals to give us the tools we need to get the most out of our business. Upgrade your pool company now with Aquasuite. Be sure to tell them you heard about it on the Pool Guy podcast show for an exclusive discount when you sign up. So like in any business, when you're first starting out in an industry, you're going to make mistakes. If you're a homeowner and you never had a pool before, you're definitely going to make some errors with your pool. That's why I created all the content I have on YouTube, the podcast, my website, to kind of help you avoid those errors. So today I'm going to go over some things regarding equipment errors, and I'll touch on some automatic cleaner things that I see out there in the field also in this podcast. Here's one that happens very often. I've done this myself, um, and it happens to a lot of people out there and homeowners that take over a house, and that is if the equipment is below the water line, below sea level, a lot of times you may not even notice it depending on how the pool is designed and where the equipment is set. But if you were to open up the pump lid or take off the filter to clean it and the pool equipment happens to sit below the pool's water line, gravity will take effect and the water is going to come rushing out of the pool. So right when you take that pump lid off, you're going to have a gusher of water coming out of the pool. And a typical indicator that the equipment is below sea level is you can see it is below the pool level in a lot of cases. A lot of cases you can't, depending on how the slope is set in the backyard. But usually the installer will put ball valves or jandy valves coming um, into the equipment so you can actually shut off the water flow to the pump and filter. A lot of times these ball valves may not be working or the installer didn't install any of these type of valves in the pool equipment. So there's a couple things you can do. If you've already opened up the pump lid and water is gushing out, one thing you can do is get a tennis ball and stick it in the skimmer line, and that should stop the water flow enough we can get the skimmer lid back on. I carry tennis balls in my truck for this reason. Um, they're a great way to stop the flow if the equipment is below the water level and there's no ball valves or jandy valves to turn to turn it off. Another thing you can do if you're dealing with a pool and spa combo and there's a jandy valve in front of the pump can actually deadhead the pump and filter. What you need to do is just take that nut off the top of the jandy valve, pull the jandy valve handle up about a quarter of an inch past the safety of the valve, and then turn where it says off on the valve towards the filter. And this will deadhead the pump and filter and prevent the water from gushing out in most cases. Um, just make sure that when you turn the system back on, of course, that you put the jandy valve back in the correct position. Otherwise, you could have some major problems, like the filter exploding on you. So 
I don't recommend deadheading your equipment on a regular basis, but if you're in an emergency situation where you need to stop the water from flowing out, uh, this is a good way to do it. So this happened to me one time when I was doing a filter install. It didn't look like the pool equipment was below the pool water level um, at first glance, but then after I cut the filter off, water started coming out of the line that I cut, and then I looked at the pool. I kind of got down on my knees and, and looked at it carefully, and I could see that there was a slope in the backyard that I didn't notice, and sure enough, the filter and pump were about three inches below the pool water line. So unless I stopped the flow, what would happen is it would just drain the pool down until it reached the point where um, it was below the um, return jets in the pool. I don't want that to happen, so I got a tennis ball, put it in the skimmer, and I realized that the water was still flowing, not quite as much, but it was flowing out of the return lines now at this point. So there were no jandy valves in front of the pool because there's no pool and spa combo. I do carry rags in my truck for situations like this. There were no threaded return lines with eyeballs in them, so I couldn't take the return jets, the eyeballs out and put plugs in there. I carry one and a half inch threaded plugs also for situations like this. So I took the rags and I stuck, stuck them in the uh, stub pipes that were coming out of the wall of the pool and that stopped the flow of water, thankfully. So it's an unusual situation, um, but it does happen to all of us out there when you're not careful. And I wasn't paying close attention, really, to see that the equipment was slightly below the pool water level. Um, but I stopped it with the rags and the return lines and the tennis ball and the skimmer. So to avoid the situation, always check to make sure that before you take the pump lid off, any kind of equipment that the pool water is the pool equipment is above the pool water level. If not, you can put a tennis ball in the skimmer. You can uh, also turn the ball valves off if they have them. And you can do another trick too that a lot of people do is you get a one and a half inch threaded fitting, and then you get a piece of one and a half inch PVC pipe, and you would thread that into the skimmer. You want the PVC pipe to be about four or five feet tall, and you thread that into the skimmer line, and this will trick the pool into thinking that um, it's above the water level because you have the uh, PVC pipe sticking up out of the skimmer above the water line. So this also is effective, but in a pinch you don't have this particular uh, setup. You just would have a tennis ball to put into the skimmer line to uh, stop the flow. Another thing that I've done on the my pool route is a lot of times I'll put the attached spa in the spa drain mode or spa suction mode and I'll brush the dirt and debris into the spa drain on the bottom. I'll do this on occasion and one of the things you have to remember if you're going to use this method of putting it on spa drain is to make sure you turn the suction back to pool before you leave the account. So you'll know that you've done this when the customer calls you and says that their spa is completely empty and then you realize that you were brushing the spa down and you forgot to put the valve back on pool suction. Um, there's not enough return going into the spa at this point if it's on pool drain, spa drain and the spa will just run dry eventually once it sucks all the water out of the spa. So if you do this trick, I don't recommend doing it. I'd rather you buy a battery powered vacuum and vacuum out the spa that way. But a lot of guys will do this in the pinch and they'll brush it into the spa drain. What I like to do is put my car keys on the Jandy valve so that when I do leave the service account, I know that I'm gonna turn the spa mode back into pool mode 
And the same thing if you have to fill a customer's pool with water, uh, which I don't recommend doing for liability reasons, but sometimes you're at a vacant property or the customer just is not able to fill their pool for medical reasons. Then you would turn the fill line onto the pool and you would put your car keys on top of that fill line so that you would, wouldn't leave um, the location without turning off the water. So that's another trick where, the, where your truck keys are handy so that reminds you to turn the valve back in the pool section and also if you're adding water for the customer it'll remind you not to leave the account without uh, turning the, the water off to the pool. One thing that I've also done, uh, I think everyone who does service has done this before, is you'll leave the customer's automated system in service mode. So whenever I go back to an account and I'm running it to add chemicals, it's not running at the time I'm there. And what I usually do to bypass this problem is to make sure that every account that I service, I have running when I'm at that account so that I am not going to have this problem. But in some cases, the pool's not running. I'm adding chemicals or i got to clean the pool. So I turn on the system. And if you're familiar with any of the automated systems, EasyTouch, IntelliTouch, or the AquaLink system, when you hit the button, there's a auto, and then there's a service and a timeout mode. So you got to actually hit the button twice to get in a timeout mode. And sometimes you'll hit it just in a service mode. And this means that the pool will be running continuously for 24-7, seven days a week. So be very careful that when you put it in uh, timeout mode, that it's actually in timeout mode and not service mode. And also you're going to get calls from the customer once in a while when you leave the account and you have it in timeout mode. Um, they may go to use the spa maybe an hour after you leave and you have it in timeout mode. So they may not know what's going on because their controller is going to say timeout mode and they can't control the pool from their remote. So in a lot of cases, um, let the customer know that sometimes you'll put the pool in timeout mode and to bypass that, they simply have to go out to the uh, control panel outside and put it back into auto mode. Then they can control their system with their uh, controller. A lot of times you'll have customers with apps, which is much better. And it's easier to, to um, set those and, and bypass those without even going out to the equipment. So, but yeah, the um, timeout mode is something that you got to make sure that you put it in and not service mode when you're working with a customer's automated system. And the same thing goes with the standalone variable speed pumps. A lot of them will have a start-stop button, which means that if you do stop the pump for any reason, or if you're using the pool and you stop your pump because you don't want it running while you're using the pool, unless you hit that dedicated start-stop button again to start the pump up, the pump's going to stay off all week long. Ideally, it would be great if the manufacturers added one more button to these variable speed pumps, maybe a three-hour stop mode where you hit this button and it'll turn off for a certain amount of time so you can use your pool without the pool pump running, and then it'll turn on by itself again. But I've seen this a lot where customers will turn their pool off um, by hitting the start-stop button while they're using it, and then a week later I get there and the pool's been off all week. And they also leave their pool in spa mode all week long. I've seen this happen a lot too. So unless you uh, change your, if you're using an automated system, unless you have a very advanced system like the Hayward Omni, if you go ahead and put it in spa mode, it's going to stay in spa mode until you take it out and put it back in pool mode. So, and so you definitely want to make sure when you do use your spa that you put it back in pool mode when you're finished. And a lot of times if you have just manual valves and you're going to put it in spa mode and heat it to 102 degrees, you're going to use your spa for an hour and then you'll turn it off. You'll turn the valves, you'll turn the valves back to pool mode because you know that's what you got to do. 
but you're going to forget to turn the heater off, and it, this happens a lot. And so all week long when the when the timer comes on, the heater comes on, and it'll heat your pool up, and I'll get to an account where the pool's at like 90 degrees, and I'll realize exactly what happened. So one way to prevent this is to make sure that you turn, of course, the heater off. What I like to do also, I turn the gas line off when I finish using my spa to prevent this from happening. And if you turn the gas line off, even if you leave the pool on, the heater on on accident, it's not going to fire up because there's no gas going to it. Another thing you can do is call your local gas company and set alerts on your phone for gas usage. So if you do leave it on, within the next day, the gas company is going to notify you that your gas usage has increased dramatically and you realize that you've left your heater on, the pool's been running for you know eight hours, and the pool's heating up. And so those alerts are really handy too uh, from the gas company to let you know that you left your spot, your heater on when you uh, put it back in pool mode. Okay, let me switch gears and talk about some other uh, problems you may have um, maintaining your pool and spa. One thing that happens a lot if you're new into the business is that you'll leave an acid container. You'll put the acid container down on the customer's deck. You go to pick it up after pouring it in, you'll see a ring has been left on the actual deck itself. So one thing to keep in mind is that the acid bottles will definitely leak or drip acid on the sides while they're in your truck or if you're a homeowner, if they're stored on the side of your house. Uh, it may not be totally sealed or you from the last time you poured it. So definitely want to make sure that if you're going to be using uh, muriatic acid around your pool area, not to set it directly onto the deck. If you have grass around your pool, set it in the grass area. Um, I prefer that you carry like a tote, either like a window washing tote or something like that to keep the acid in. So you would pour it in the pool and then put it right back in the tote so that you don't stain the deck. I carry a... Um, a caddy with me with the acid in there so that this doesn't happen. So I always put the acid directly back in the caddy when I finish using it. If you don't carry a caddy or some kind of bucket and you're doing pool service, uh, one of the things that could happen and it's very dangerous, you could leave actually the gallon of acid back at the stop. I've seen this happen before and you don't want to do that. So you want to make sure that you put the acid in some kind of container so that you can remove it from the stop. And if you're a homeowner with young children, you definitely want to get some kind of um, caddy to store the acid in so that when you take it back to the pool to use it, you'll take it back to your storage area and not leave it there on the deck. So the number one rule is if you're using muriatic acid, never put the container down directly on the deck. Always put it somewhere else and keep it uh, away from children and don't leave the acid behind. Another thing that I see a lot is customers using their pool in the summertime they have a ton of pool toys in there, floats, um, noodles, water guns, and they'll use their pool, then they'll get out of the pool, and they'll just leave all the uh, floats and noodles and guns in the pool. So what invariably happens is that the skimmer, pool will turn on, the skimmer will suck in a noodle or a water gun, or a float will park right in front of the skimmer, and the pool is just not being cleaned all week long. So there'll be a lot more debris on top and the pool's not working the way it's supposed to be because the skimmer is clogged with toys. So one thing that I recommend if you're going to have a lot of floats or toys in the pool is once you're done, remove them from the pool and store them somewhere safe. You just don't want to leave them floating in the pool. Besides that, the chemicals will wear out the toys and floats a lot quicker if you just leave them in the pool all week long. 
so that's one thing that I also notice in a lot of uh, service accounts in the summertime is when I get back there, the pool's full of toys. I also have found on occasion, maybe every couple of times a year, that the homeowner will use their pool. They'll take their suction side cleaner out and put it on the deck, which is a good idea. You don't want to get it damaged. But they'll leave it connected to the side port or to the skimmer, put it up on the deck, and then they won't put it back in the pool when they're finished. So what happens is the pool's going to come on and the cleaner's up on the deck, so it's going to, of course, going to suck air and it's going to stop the pump from priming. And this could last until I get to there the following week. And this happens on occasion where I get there and the pool hasn't been running all week because the cleaner is up on the deck uh, sucking air all week. Invariably, this will damage the pump um, inlet and outlet. It'll melt the pipe and cause a leak in most cases. So definitely, if you're going to pull the suction side cleaner out of the pool, disconnect it. And if you're going to leave it out of the pool, make sure that it's disconnected and not connected to the pool in some way so it can suck air when it turns back on. You also don't want to coil the hoses up as you would coil up a regular pool hose because they'll get the memory of that and the cleaner won't work properly in the pool. You'll notice that the pool hoses, when, they, when you put them back in, are going to be in a circular um, memory and it's going to just go in a circle and not clean the pool properly. One of the things that I really hate and I wish they wouldn't sell them are the floating thermometers. I've had many of these get sucked into the skimmer. Um, when the customer takes out their cleaner that's connected to the skimmer and leaves it on the deck, a lot of the times these thermometers will get sucked into the skimmer and get pulled right into the line. And depending on what type of thermometer, some of them fit in the suction line perfectly and it's very difficult to remove them once they get sucked into the line. So one way to prevent the thermometer from getting sucked into the skimmer, of course, is to have your basket in there all the time. In some cases, when you have the suction side cleaner connected to your skimmer, you can't leave the basket in because it doesn't. it's not compatible with the cleaner. I, I created a product called the Hole-in-One Basket. I'm going to give it a little plug here. Um, you definitely want to invest in one of these and... So the whole one basket will sit in the skimmer. You'll stick the hose in the regulator valve. You'll put the regulator valve in the skimmer, put the basket over it, and you stick the hose through the basket, and this will prevent debris from clogging up the pool. So when you do remove your cleaner for a party, you can take out the cleaner and the whole one basket, and then you can put in your regular skimmer basket, and this will prevent any kind of debris from being sucked into the skimmer line like a floating thermometer so definitely check out the hole-in-one basket if you have a suction side cleaner connected to your skimmer. You can find out more at theholeinonebasket.com and you can definitely utilize this to prevent debris from going into the pump while the cleaner is working connected at your skimmer. And if you have a pressure side cleaner, I'll find this often is the customer will disconnect it from the side of the pool when he's having a party from the, with a quick disconnect. There's a small filter screen inside there, like a little thimble, and a lot of times when the customer takes it out of the pool, uh, that will fall out of the quick disconnect. It's not really in there really well. And then either the pool uh, service will reconnect it or the customer will reconnect the quick disconnect to the wall minus the filter screen. So what happens over time is that debris will get into the line of the Polaris either through when you clean the filter or if there's a tear in the grid or something. It'll go through the booster pump, and that filter screen is supposed to protect um, the Polaris or any other kind of pressure side cleaner 
from getting clogged up with debris. The filter screen traps all that dirt and leaves and grass in there. So when there's no filter screen inside a quick disconnect, all that gets sucked into the Polaris, or pushed into the Polaris, I'm sorry, by the uh, booster pump, or even by the return line if you have a non-booster pump pressure cleaner or return side cleaner connected. So the bottom line is that whatever debris was going to be stopped by that filter screen now goes directly into the Polaris line or the pressure side cleaner line and it clogs up the tubes on the bottom of the cleaner and you'll notice that when you pull the cleaner to the side of the pool you take the bag off the top that the jet stream is really weak and that means that there's something clogged inside the tubes underneath the cleaner so you'll have to take it apart all the way down to the bottom dis disconnect those tubes down there and clear the debris which is a real hassle so always remember or try to remember that when you do remove the quick disconnect and reconnect it that that filter screen is inside there if you have a newer cleaner, a lot of them have it built into the feed hose line, which is a great idea. That way it prevents them from falling out. I know the Hayward TriVac 500 has their filter screen built directly into the the uh, cleaner line or cleaner hoses, and so does the later versions of the Polaris 280 and the other Polaris cleaners. Uh, but the older versions don't have that, and they have the, the little filter screen inside the quick disconnect. And so make sure that's in there to prevent any kind of problems. And so I know I was all over the place in this particular podcast covering common errors, a lot of them that I've made myself. Um, but I wanted just to cover as many as I could think of on the spot here and get them out there. Again, I have two other podcasts that are similar to this with other errors that I point out. I'll put the links um, in the YouTube version of this podcast for you so you can find them easily. Uh, but those are also great to listen to. And I think learning from... Your mistakes are learning from others. other mistakes, or as the saying goes, um, to learn from your mistakes is wise, but to learn from other others' mistakes is true wisdom, and I think that's true. You don't want to make these mistakes while you're out there. Um, you can, there's a lot of mistakes you can make in this industry. Uh, I guess I'll leave you with one last one. It, uh, it was I was cleaning a 400 series Pentair filter. And the backwash valve on that one is on the bottom of the filter. It's a little, it's a um, handle that you pull. So it's not like the push-pull or the multi-port backwash valves. Uh, this one you actually pull in one direction and that puts it in backwash mode. And then you clean the filter. And then you would put it back in the filter mode by pulling the handle or pushing the handle in the other direction. And a lot of times the older filters are not marked anymore because they've worn off. But it does; it is marked when you first buy one filter and backwash. So um, I was doing this filter. I pulled the handle so that it was in backwash mode, cleaned it out, put everything back together, and put the lid back on. But I forgot to put the handle on the bottom back into filter mode. I charged the filter up with DE, and then I noticed that the water level was draining and the this particular backwash valve was on a P-trap and the P-trap was on the other side of the house so I couldn't hear the water running um, but I saw that the pool level was low, uh, was going lower, about a half an inch lower and so then I realized that I left it on backwash mode so I turned everything off and then I quickly put the handle back in filter mode and about five pounds of DE shot out of the return lines and made the pool completely cloudy uh, because it was inside the grids. When you backwash a filter, the water it reverses the flow. So all that DE actually went inside the grids. When I put it back in filter mode, all that DE shot back out into the pool. 
So it was a big mess. It was a pretty big disaster. And I had to vacuum up all of that DE the next day. I guess the, the worst part of the whole thing is the customer was out in the backyard doing gardening. So they witnessed the whole uh, fiasco, as you would say. Um, they didn't canceled the account. They understood that it was a mistake and I got it all cleaned up for them. Um, but it was quite embarrassing. So, um, definitely you got to just be careful and be aware that you can make mistakes out there. Everyone does it and try not to make the same mistakes that I've made. And I hope these podcasts are helpful in keeping you from making those mistakes. So if you're a homeowner taking care of your own pool, you can definitely check out the resources I have available at my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook and I have a print book available there. If you're in the pool service industry and you need more one-on-one help for 33 cents a day, you can text me in real time. You can also get discounts on your liability insurance and other discounts on other products. You can find more about my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. This podcast has been brought to you by inyopools.com. Inyopools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have your parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will allow you to get large leaf debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. To learn more about the Riptide, you can visit their website, www.riptidevac.com. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.